welcome to episode 12 of I Must Have Missed That. We are your hosts, Tom. Wes. Anthony. And uh, this week we're going to be discussing uh, Your Name from 2016. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us about our recommendations to each other or thoughts you had about the recommendations, you can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IMMTPod. Also, if you have recommendations of your own, do you think maybe we haven't seen or anything like that that you'd like to hear us watch and talk about? Feel right. free. Because I'm sure there's tons of stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, you can email us. At, I must have missed that at gmail.com. I-M-U-S-T-V-E. So no apostrophe. No apostrophe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, get in touch with any thoughts or comments that you have. We would love to hear from anybody. Um, so anyway, so so my suggestion, out there? my suggestion last week was uh, Smash International anime hit Your Name. Um, and I know that it's probably more in Wes's wheelhouse than it would be Anthony's. Yeah, I can tell you right now, I paid full price for it. I actually <clears throat> bought it rather than renting it, and I fucking loved it. It was so... So it really comes down to Anthony. It really comes down to <laughs> Anthony. Well, <clears throat> so what did you think? Well, I thought about it, and that's the first uh, full-length anime film I've ever seen. Uh, I think I've seen episodes of things here and there. I'm throughout sure you've my seen life. little bits and pieces here and there with Dave. Yeah, yeah. Like I've you know sat and watched an episode of uh, Space Dandy with him, um, <laughs> and I can't remember some other stuff. Excuse me. But you know, I've said before, it's just it's it's not my thing. I have a hard time getting into it. I think there's some interesting stories and. Um, he translated to real life uh, a movie, a live action movie. I could probably get behind it a lot more. Um, that being said, this was certainly not a bad time, a bad experience. Um, a lot of the animation is really great to look at. Um, sans the people and the, the people's faces. <laughs> um, like the outside, the cityscape of like Tokyo. All looked really cool. Um, just kind of like uh, almost like those interactive paintings and stuff. Dude, I swear to God. Fucking Costco filling all of their water bottles to the brim in this one pack. Yeah. I've Wes... filled every single one on myself. Wes is polluting the environment, drinking plastic bottle water. Um, but, so your name, I think ultimately, like, I, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. And this is arbitrary. This is just, doesn't. <laughs> if it was a live action movie, like, the story was kind of interesting. I mean, it was, it was very interesting, actually. Um, um, there's, al there's also some things that, from what I do know peripherally about Japanese animation, um, and I forgot about it until they kind of started focusing a lot more, is um, the kind of perversion, you know, of, of some of, you know, the obsession with breasts. Um, <laughs> I've, I've picked up on that throughout some anime. Um, I mean, you know, I understand that there's a scene where the... And we didn't really mention the plot yeah, of the let's, movie. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. Because this is kind of a unique take on the yeah. Freaky Friday kind of... Yeah. Trip. Body swapping. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, go ahead and give a... Well, okay, down. so it's it starts out very... Like, right from the jump with them swapping bodies. but two Yeah, they're already swapped. Two completely unrelated people, different parts of the country, wake up one morning. And they've changed bodies. And they don't know what to do about it. And then from there, 
what's the normal comedy in a in a body swap movie? Is it just like living the other person's life? Well, they, is they, it so wacky? They kind of did some of that. I was I was kind of surprised. It was borderline like sitcommy and with the music, some of the music choices and weird kind of like uh, flash sequences of of their lives kind of just kookily being out of order and how they're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this kind of bad music playing along with it. And I, <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. I, I was really shocked. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, but that maybe could have been handled a little better. That's, that's a good point though. What you just said with, I had nothing to compare it to because legitimately on my short <clears throat> list of notes here, I have good music. <laughs> yeah it, it was compared to other anime it's fucking fantastic so I, i'm guessing it, it anime doesn't have the greatest music choices typically not particularly no. it's just like this i don't know it almost seems like it's it's making fun of a type of music but it's it's very sincerely made i, th- I think it's definitely sincerely made i don't think it's poking fun at anything and there's some aspects of it i i honestly do think are pretty good like when they have the dude singing stuff he sounds like um I can never remember the guy's name. The singer for the Mountain Goats. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it, but it, he, his voice reminds me of that. It's like a little reedy, but he's like super earnest. And like yeah. w- whatever my concerns with the music, the very first time I saw it, I was like, guy kind of sounds maybe a little out of tune and maybe the words aren't rhyming, but like like the, the tone and content of the songs to go with uh, like the visuals and what people are going through. Like it's, it's very all surface level, like earnestness. And yeah. like, you know, the story about misconnections and love and endearing qualities of people um but also like the instrumental music i was not expecting to be uh because a lot of anime is like it almost feels slapdash mm-hmm. just like we got to get this thing out as as quick well, as possible just think of the theme song to any fucking anime series on the face of the earth uh-huh it, every single one sucks shit i like a few of them but for the most part they fit they follow a mold yeah it's probably because they want to like, sell a ringtone i don't know uh, 80s power ballady almost yeah but with like but real weird fucking like girly little voices and that type of just strange esoteric lyrics that don't make any sense um yeah and going real fucking abruptly from like those super heavy crazy guitars to like real light dinky piano kind of stuff like um pianos and strings and all of a sudden now it's like a heavy metal song yeah almost christian rock like and then just jumping back and forth willy-nilly from english to japanese yeah, I think I think Black Butler is a series that did every other episode they would switch where it was in English in one episode. That's and they would do the original Japanese in the next episode. This is so you go back and forth so you could get it. Um, I think that was the show. Uh, but yeah, most most anime music I'm not usually a huge fan of, but um, but yeah, to I like this one. I can understand why it might not connect with certain people based on its aesthetic. I was gonna say to to your point though, I think if you're basing it on Music and anything else, yeah, it's trash. Yeah, for the genre. No, I mean no, I mean like in disregarding genre. Then right. comparatively, it's trash. Right, but for the genre, a plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was and I was willing to go with it. You know, it wasn't a big thorn in my side. Um, I was just more than anything. I was a little just shocked. I was like, oh, this is because <laughs> this is it's poppy. Yeah, I mean, but and I hey I. But it's a certain type of poppy. Like I said, it's almost like Christian pop rock. But yeah, that's a very, very accurate description of it. Yeah, um, it did, just kind of caught me off guard because, like, you know, it's not overall. It's not my cup of tea. But um, they're doing a really good job at everything. But then that I was like, did you guys okay? 
And now I know it's just that's just the style of that music how it's yeah, supposed to be. Par for the course. Um, but yeah, you know, so um, turns into this body swap story. Um, they're both trying to. They they both realize that they're body swapped, so they start leaving each other notes. Actually, um, it takes a while because I think it's just dreams at first. Right, they think they're dreaming the whole time. I actually thought it would take a while before. I thought that'd be one of the bigger reveals, or like when. They, but they they end up finding it out. I'd say probably thirty minutes into the movie, thirty forty minutes, and they start writing notes for each other, leaving texts and writing on their skin, you know, like memento style. And they just kind of go with it. They don't make a big deal about it, which. I think it's kind of cool they just disregard that and it gets to a point where the grandmother even just flat out says like oh yeah this is um we drink from that 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 like booze in the forest wherever the fuck that is and no you don't drink it you leave it there as a sacrifice right well doesn't that that stuff makes them um body swap and it's like part of their family no what it, what it is he uses it <clears throat> it gets <clears throat> I'm gonna miss something excuse me it it gets a little bit more in depth with the time travel-y stuff um and basically when he drinks that it kind of locks them together in this little bubble of time together and that's how they communicate for that end when they do the final swap mm. um so that's more of just something that links them together when they drink it but typically that's not the case okay yeah she she's from like she's... a line of families where this happens to certain women right. in the family heavily that this is something that is known within the family that they've been doing. But like, like a lot of things like back in the day, you might not have a, a word to put to like a malady. And so people just thought you were crazy. Yeah. Right. And then as time goes on, this is why the grandma doesn't think she's nuts because right. she had something similar to happen to her, but she never investigated it didn't have the time or resources. Well, also it implies that it's been happening over and over because the, was it the comet or whatever has passed by before it shows you that based on the cave paintings and everything. Mm -hmm. And so this is like some sort of preventative measure for when now it inevitably did happen again. Mm -hmm. So no one else knew why it was happening. Um, real quick. Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? I watched it uh, with the dubbing. Okay. Same here. The voice acting is All right. I, on point. I love the dub job that they did. And But if you watch <laughs> it, job. if you watch Sounds the dub real. job with the subs <laughs> underneath it. Yeah, they, don't, they never match. They do not match, and I think the dubbing did a great job of adapting. Yeah, because the subtitles are obviously going to be a literal transla translation of the Japanese, right? Which the doesn't of, always work so well. To the point of like almost confusion in some areas, mm -hmm. where like if you're following just those words based on what they're saying, like you might not catch um, dialect differences that they have. Well, phrasing's differently, right? So if someone from the country saying something different from someone from the city. And then if you have that person in that body, when the very first time that he's on the rooftop with his friends and they're like grilling him on why he's been like late and didn't know where he is. Yeah. That, that whole interplay is based on like, why are you talking with, like, if you walked in here and you just talk like you're from Arkansas, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. What? Yeah. That I'm doesn't so come across right now. What's with your accent? Reading the, reading the subtitles. Right. And it's like really quickly mentioned in their notes as they're going by no dialect get that out of there practice now um but yeah i think so for the first 40 minutes it's a very standard almost like a, a teeny bopper you know body switch uh comedy friday type thing. yeah and until the reveal that she's been dead for three years right yeah and that was when i first saw that that was shocking like legit shocking i thought it was going in one direction and it like put a hard stop to it yeah immediately 
um that's another big part of the story is like the the comet's coming to destroy this town that the girl has been living in you find out um but there's like a time shift in the time travel of three years so he's communicating with this girl three years ago but since then uh the town's been destroyed by by a comet um and like all these people died yeah she ends up you find out she's one of the people that died and it takes a really kind of dramatic turn there i thought i liked all that stuff um i wanted to ask you how you felt about some of the i i don't know how to ref to it because obviously it's not like camera movement since it's all animated but some of those shots where it's like from a cool angle behind somebody and it does like a spin and the right. sky does weird spin like the opposite direction okay yeah yeah that stuff was that, was all cool i think some of that stuff is beautiful like breathtaking mm -hmm. i think a lot of uh animated just because uh they are trying to do quick maybe not for feature length anime like in the theaters because they probably have more time for it but like we all know tv shows like reuse frames and yeah. use a lot of static images that they could just superimpose that for quickness exactly um the the panning shot of them in the uh in the clearing looking up at the sky yeah this is exactly what i'm talking seems about. like there was so much work put also some that. of the stop motion shit they do um the oh, most beautiful part of the, the movie for me is cave. when he falls in the cave yeah. And well, that, it all that, gets color like, penciled looking chalk drawing yeah it just like it starts to animate and go like that that was my favorite part yeah that like, hands down it's so gorgeous that was good um there's a lot of uh i want to say like maybe there's some things that don't translate in certain animes when they come over to the u.s like maybe regional things um such as uh like, I think we can all agree that, like, a natural disaster like the tsunami in 2011 would affect the populace in a certain way. Sort of like how after 9-11, um, anytime you had disaster imagery in movies here, would recall that sort of feeling. Well, yeah, we retroactively changed a bunch of shit. Right. So, but also going forward now, like, if 9-11 hadn't happened... Would people have reacted to Man of Steel a little differently when they're smashing through buildings and everything's falling over and there's just hundreds of thousands of deaths from that mass destruction? And in the same way, like, I can feel sad after a tsunami hits, but it doesn't affect me the same way as the general populace. And this movie uses a big natural disaster, which you don't see until, like, nearly the very end. Um, I thought that was... Well, I don't know if it's risky... Because I don't think they were making it for a foreign audience, but there's like there's a lot of little things just for Japanese culture, yeah, that I they can, can connect that. with. Yeah. That, um, like, I noticed a few things just because I've, I've, I mean, I've read up and know a lot, a lot more than generally the general populace. But like, I thought the erosion of rural lifestyles, where more people are going into the cities, um, they didn't spell it out because again, this is for a local audience of them. Um, that was really touching for me and, uh, watching that she was so good at what she was doing yet, maybe not appreciative of it in the moment. Like when she's doing the, the dance with her sister at the shrine, these things that they've been trained to do their entire lives. And that that's slowly probably going to go away because of the general cultural shift. Those people right. moving out. 
Um, I don't know if any of that stuff did you connect with or see any of that. No, not till you you mentioning it. It makes sense, but I didn't. I didn't really pick up on that while I was watching it. Okay. I was making those connections. I totally did. Um, probably mostly just because I watched so much anime and everything. <clears throat> but there's definitely like the whole thing where most people think of Japan, they just think Tokyo, right? And this kind of showed or, a bit more of, or they they think of just Tokyo, or just like not like country folk, but like their scenery. Yeah, not so much the people not, who yeah, live in it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought they when they go on their tour, when uh Taki takes uh what's her name? Uh, from work, Miss. Oh yeah, I can't recall at the top of my head. I was gonna write down a list of all these people, and I uh, didn't do it. Um, when they go on a tour to try to find the the town that he's been obsessed with, I thought it was really great that they're showing essentially just sort of like like tourists how they'd be like what quaint areas that we're going through. Like there's right. they're in the background. He's I mean he's asking uh like a shopkeeper, have you seen these drawings? Whatever. It's a montage. And in the background, his two companions are like excited to see a local mascot in like a, yeah. in a uniform. And that is something I saw a ton of as a kid when I would see pictures or videos from Japan. Like yeah. local towns have mascots. That's just a thing. And they're like excited because it seems so foreign now to them at this moment where it's just like a period of maybe 30 years that wouldn't have been so universal all of a sudden. Right. Um, I was like, it almost... I don't know. I can't articulate the feelings that I got from a lot of this movie, dude. <laughs> I do think that a lot of that, like the travelogue stuff and uh, city life versus rural life, translates pretty, um, pretty clearly because I mean it's not that much different here. Um, just you know, we've seen a million movies, or heard of a million stories, or shows, or, or books about um, you know city people visiting uh, the rural area and it. And it's seeming like a totally foreign land to them. I mean, that's something people do in America all the time. Um, but the uh, specifics to just the uh, economy growth and the kind of globalization of, you know, more corporate things, which you're, like you said, you're, you're used to seeing that a lot more in Japanese culture. Um, I, I, yeah. So I don't really know what, what I'm getting at with this, but. I, I think one of the things I really appreciated was some of the writing. Uh, like, the fact that he doesn't know the name of the town that he's looking for, but they he just happens to be going to school for um, architecture and already being super good at drawing shit and just off of pure memory drawing <clears throat> that whole town like, yeah. perfectly to the point some guy's wife looks at it and goes, oh, that's... a Whatever the Itamori. town's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was a creative way to get around that problem. Yeah. Right. How it was you... believable. There was a lot of... Uh, I don't want to say scripting for like moments, but there was uh, like small dialogue touches and like probably something on a page that would be like something, something, something in the background that I really liked that added character to all these people. And this is like, if you broke this story down in general, like it's probably really tropesy. Uh, just very like broad elements that's probably been done a hundred times before, but it's the the small things that give character to people uh, that should make you care about it. And one of the first things that happens when they start, I think it's when they start doing the montage of them like wackily 
being in each other's bodies. Um, they show that vending machine that in the country they consider their cafe. The cafe, yeah. yeah, right. And then during that montage, she slash he saws open some logs to create a bench with some tables and an umbrella, so they now can actually sit out there and enjoy it, almost like a cafe. I didn't even notice that. I thought it was that I was, was a cool little moment because they they cut back to it several times now that that's where they actually go hang out. They're sitting there when they meet up, and um, I thought that was it was it's a small moment. It's really quick. They show her like cutting the wood with her friend uh was it teshi teshi yeah uh being like what are you doing oh my god yeah and then they're just sitting there like enjoying the day under an umbrella at their little log table next to the vending machine just all sorts of little stuff like that and how i i appreciate that it wasn't like a corny move about their lives are improving because of how they're knowing each other from inside and seeing the different life perspective not just by people but by like their environment because um god i'm just gonna talk for like ever on this <laughs> which shows like realistically like if that happened to people like you'd be like okay well i'm i'm in this other body but i still have like my own intellectual properties this is what i would do in this situation so you're going to see them both do those those sorts of things and, and you do and you see them kind of irritate each other occasionally yeah. like her setting up the date and everything mm -hmm. right She's like or assertive like, in a relationship. He's telling her to stop buying so many expensive sweets. Mm -hmm. so You're like, wasting my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a kick out of that. Um, he said, "Why are you working so many shifts? Because you keep wasting my yeah. money. <laughs> it's so tiring being you." Um, the, the little things like they do influence. Uh, God, what was her name? The coworker that he she asks out. You mean for the him. boss? Yeah, I just like that their their interactions were such that like previously she thought he was like just nice but maybe dumb i like how she gets to the point where she's kind of into him but she can see that he's kind of found someone else but doesn't want to say anything about it and right. she's just cool with it yeah she's very grown up yeah i kind of didn't buy it like because you didn't buy the romantic triangle potentiality of it no because huh. um i mean they're they're giving off like you know like she's like the most beautiful woman there i mean i'm not saying that a girl like that wouldn't go for a guy like that but he's obviously he has this kind of affliction he's dealing with so he can't really act like himself but he's super meek and just like spacey and just yeah, that, aloof like what the fuck does she see in him that's the whole I, thing she doesn't see shit in him it's in her right, well when i guess she's in his body that's right. the only time she so so she's, she's kind of mystified as to what she sees i guess yeah like, she, she sees says a, as much she says yeah. she sees a different side of him and they kind of cut it down by saying oh you have a feminine side the first time that he like does something right yeah or she does something for him uh but it's the first time that she's seen that he has a capability and it after she leaves his body and he starts to pick up on it that's the thing i they start to slowly adapt yeah each other's different like different sides of their personality within themselves that they can actually use yeah so he's trying you know to be maybe sweeter or more attentive to someone well, that also leads up to, like, he has a little bit of a blowout with her dad. Mm -hmm. And then they do the final swap back, and she finally has her own blowout with her dad. And it's not as it's not as physically assertive as he made it. Yeah, but it was her own version of that. And it was, and he could recognize that immediately when she walked in. Right. He asks who she is when she's grabbing him by the tie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they, like, as different, like, I know it's, very stereotypical like oh they're so different but they're so the same um yeah but it didn't feel but, meat fisted to, or no, 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 fisted no. doing it in this the i thought it was really interesting when i thought back on it like you don't see his father except like 
once. Yeah, and he's kind yeah, of yeah the dis- very beginning, and he's a dismissive kind of prick. And he's just Wouldn't- like, life's great, everything's going along, we got a schedule. He kind of just is like goes to yeah, work. I, I didn't think him as a prick. He just seemed very kind of like um, matter of fact. Maybe maybe well, he said he says uh, but he's dismissive. He says, "All right, son, you ready to go to school?" Try to make it on time. Like he's just very. I think he's very content with things not working out. I, I didn't I take it that he's... way though, because that's not what he said. He said, uh, "That's what he said." He said, "Get to school, even if you're late." Right. Oh, right. Which felt to me just like dismissive. Like, oh, my kid's a piece of shit anyway. Fuck oh. it. Well, I, the way I read his dad was, uh, like, they're in their routines. My son's a grown up. He can take care of himself. The only thing I need to do is to say, like, listen, just go to school. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a 16-year-old kid. If you blow it off because you're, it's like 11 o'clock, still go, please. I'm off to work. Bye. And that was it. Um, so he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he has a very strong family presence. Period. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And neither does she in a different aspect where she's still well, not here. Well, her dad's a, is a fucking prick. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't and know like, what's going on with my throat today. Sorry. Um, I'm, God, I feel like I'm coming down with something. Dude, for a couple weeks. My eyes all fucking itchy. My allergies are something. <laughs> We're all falling apart at the same fucking yeah. time. Yeah. It's okay. We're, we'll maintain. Um, I thought how they handled their two little situations might have been uh, informed differently by their family relations. Because um, it feels like uh, Taki's had to be more independent yeah. his entire life. Whereas she's been cared for and very much... I, I don't want to say... Uh, what you call it? Someone's hindered. Hindered? Yeah. I, I don't, I mean. Her... No, that's not the word I want to use. Are you so, talking about just her relationship like with her grandmother? She's like cloistered in this small community. She's always next to the, much more of the same routine that he has, but like she's got, you know, family next to her the entire time and they're controlling like, you know, you go here, you do this, you come back. Stand up straight. Right. The dad just, yells just at her in public by, in front of everybody. Stops oh, yeah. his political campaign. That, that made me upset. Like I was like mad for her. <laughs> I was like, what an asshole. She just has to keep on going. Just, um, but her like her life is very regimented, just like his, but in different ways. Or like the spiritualness of running the shrine, and having to follow these rites and rules yeah. that she may not connect with, um, just because her mom died. I feel like the one upper hand she does have is she has that she has a pretty understanding relationship with with a you know parent a guardian her grandmother um not so much her dad whereas uh Taki like we said he doesn't really have much he doesn't seem like he has much of a relationship with his father or as much as implied um so there's that for her she has that going for her she has a pretty good relationship with her grandma and her younger sister um, yeah, I, I kind of want to take a weird divergent, uh, weird divergence here. I did mention it, but what is, what's up with the, what's up with the tit thing in, in Japanese Okay, going anime? back to that. Because I, 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 I've seen this, this thing a lot, like in anime where it's just like, there's some weird fixation. Over, yeah, it's a fixation on breasts and like, it, it was, I, I guess there's that one moment I don't want to say it was necessary, but it, it's understandable because a boy suddenly wakes up and he looks down and he has breasts. Um, something that would happen. Uh, but God, they keep going to it and then they close up on them like in a kind of a sexual way. And um, she confronts him at the end mm-hmm. about it. So what's up with that, Japanese people? 
Well, I don't want to speak to a culture as a whole that I'm not a part of, but if you watch a lot of anime, you're right. There's there seems to be certain types of anime yeah. can have a sort of sophomoric obsession with It's not even seems to be. Boobs. You don't you don't have to sugarcoat it. No, but depending on what you're watching. Because some of them don't have that, period. Not many. At all. Not not many, and you know it. Uh I watch a lot of anime, the fucking Massive boobs and enormous cleavage is. <laughs> it's it's sophomore is the word for it's it. It's everywhere. It is. It's, very it's, it's definitely got to be some cultural cultural thing we don't understand. Um, you don't have to agree with it. I don't. But, yeah, but it's there. There. Yeah. Maybe they have a taboo approach to sex in general, so it comes out in their art a little over the top. I um, think that's probably it. Because I. But I think the like show don't even did fuck. something. Like most other things, it's it's a sophomore approach to it. It's done just for titillation factor. Look at these giant tits floating. They around. did also do the dick thing in it, though. They did. Um, yeah, but you can't really like show the outline of it, like they can't yeah. the boobs. But um, yeah, the first time, like you said, understandable. Wakes up. What? Even coming back to it, her to him calling him out on it. That's yeah. fine. They didn't need to do it seventeen other fucking times during the movie. I agree. Well, I think yeah, they only did it like five. Oh, that's still four too many. Maybe it's like Tarantino in the end bomb. Yeah. Um, I thought the one like I think they're showing that like he is. Yeah. He's a sophomore kid. He's a little immature. When given the chance and no one's watching, hey, like they do that close up where he had that like <laughs> commit assault. Like, <laughs> no one's around. I mean, uh, it's, it's, is it assault? He's in the body, right? I think they showed it enough times for that's what a teenage boy would do at that time. Uh, the fact that he is that he does eventually stop. Yeah. Um, even though the, I thought the comedy of the like, no, I shouldn't. That's not right. And then the sister opens the door. And he's all <laughs> 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 going through that anyway. It can't help it. Um, and then he's immediately apologetic. <laughs> it, like he's like, yeah, one was never like if that was still too many. And I'm very sorry. Yeah, but he's also fucking lying in that apology. <sighs> well, he said one, and then she said really, and he said one was too much anyway and that's when he apologizes so i think they both know what's going on no shit but the movie itself it didn't i don't think he was using it as a titillation factor more to your point no i don't think it was but i think there's just inherently there's a there is a kind of go yeah there's a close-up that's what i was getting at but the point of that close-up though was during their their montage of showing how each other is affecting each other's different lives and something that she's not and no one else in her school would be focused on would be her body because yeah. she's been seen as like this wallflower, you know? And she even like, so the moment she makes a basket, everyone's like focusing on her. And that's what those boys, I mean, they do right. immediate cut. It comes into frame and then it cuts immediately right to where their eyesight is. And they're like now noticing her as, you know, a woman. It felt like porkies or something, but it wasn't like over the top. <laughs> it's not like they were doing, uh, like the slow-mo jiggle of her, like going through the air and stuff. It was like, Natural progression. If you jump up and hit the ground, that's going to happen. Teenage boys probably going to notice it, especially when it's right in front of them. They, I don't think they dragged it out as long as they could have been if they wanted to be disgusted. No, I mean they. It was a PG movie, but I was also surprised it was a PG movie. Like, I know there's nothing really. It gets heavy, you know, like it, but you know, like thematically, you know, like you 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 think a bunch of people died, including a main character. Well, I mean, they did. Well, did they? Did, but did they though? Yeah, at the end, is, wasn't it revealed that he they got them. away? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, initially they died. Oh yeah. Well, 
We're not dead anymore, so then doesn't count. So it's all better now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of the things I, of a comment. I really thought, um, to describe it, I would say it's kind of like if uh, Miyazaki was more into sci-fi than fantasy. It's a Miyazaki's memento. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Miyazaki's like his use of what do you call it, like folklore. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to, uh, yeah, out there concepts. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I thought the sci-fi. Would we want to call it sci-fi? Just the fantastical element of it. Like I would absolutely call time travel sci-fi. Okay. Yeah, I think just inherently time travel. Like a soft sci-fi. Always going to make. It uh, sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really done well. Even like so they don't have to try to explain it too much. They gave like, the dialogue between like the grandmother saying that this is something that's been happening. Right. Like it's unexplained. You know. You just go with it. You're just like, okay. Those early '90s movies were like the wind blows and like a weather vane moves and like maybe some clouds and all of a sudden, boom, magic happened. Yeah. You know, just like because otherwise we wouldn't have a story. How'd you feel about the ending? The very very end. Yeah. Like the way they meet. Yeah. How did you feel, Anthony? I thought that was, I. It was one of those things where, you don't see coming. Well, I didn't. I didn't see it coming, but I should have. Well, let's, I, let's clarify. I don't, I don't mean that. Let's clarify this real quick as to how it ended. Yeah. Because they're together in this little time bubble for a couple of minutes. And they decide, oh, shit, we're going to forget as soon as this is done again what each other's names is. So let's write them on each other's hand. And he writes on her hand. She goes to write on his. And the time bubble ends and she disappears. She looks at her hand. And that fucking dickhead wrote, I love I you love- and not his fucking name. Mm-hmm. And eventually they go ahead and forget about each other. And I think like five years passes. Five years. Before they come across each other and feel something is there, but they're not sure. That little ring. Yeah. They they still feel like they know of what happened, but it's like a dream that you remember. Yeah, exactly. And it's just lingered with them just a little bit. They even go so far as to walk completely past each other and almost out of each other's earshot. And then he turns around yeah. and goes, excuse me, mm-hmm. do I know you from somewhere? And then uh, Timothy Chalamet fucks a peach. <laughs> that's the movie, right? Oh, that's Call Me By Your Name. How long have you been waiting to make that joke? I just thought of it. Did you? I should have did it at the beginning. <laughs> if I thought of it at the beginning, I would have done it. Because I'm, 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 like I've been late. waiting for someone online to do like a little mashup art piece. It has to have happened. We're going to end up looking for that when this show's over. Yeah. Um, no, I thought... So the, the, the dropping of the pen... That was... I like that. Effect uh, of that. One, when it first happened, like I yelled, like I was very, like I was very moved in that entire moment. Okay, and when they're finally like, "Yes, write on each other's hands." Yes, you fucking idiots! Like, write this shit down. Do you think that mo- moment has less of an impact if you can read Japanese? Uh, well, because I only if like. Because you wouldn't get that reveal when she finally looks at her hand and sees what it says because you would have already seen it written. No, but you didn't but you see him see write him. the whole thing. Then. Yeah. You, you saw him take her hand and write in it. Right. And then she starts but you to can go see, on his. You can see it, most of the lettering there. So, me, yeah, I guess, I don't know. What is it? What does it translate to? Like, just. Well, as far as I understand. Like, I love... I, well, I could be wrong, but as far as I understand, Japanese characters are just. Um, words. No, not I mean, technically, yeah, but it's made up of specific sounds and a thing. Lines like each character is mm-hmm. a syllable, right? And the 
the movement structure that like you can if i which tells me you should be able to kind of tell that it doesn't say his fucking name i could bring my japanese homework and show you what we're talking about with the sound going up like this down like that uh but yeah i think if you did but like like it, it i mean the reveals like 10 seconds later but still feels like it would take away from that uh i don't think i saw enough of it on her hand to to judge what it would have sounded like maybe it's different if we if we talk to someone. yeah this is this is not me stating an opinion this is asking a general question because yeah, no. I'm, I'm unsure of uh, i don't know yeah like, I like if his name was to... translating to you know like it was if it was like takashi mitsu and if the end of it sounded like it lined up with i love you i don't think you'd think anything that's about true it. yeah i didn't i didn't consider that i mean you'd have to think is it the same as you know if as clear as like us English readers reading an Engli a word in English on her hand, like you know a skewed word or half of a word, something just kind of briefly. Because honestly, I don't even remember the moment where you do see it, or um, so it didn't stand well, out. When she opens it, up her hand on the ground, is that uh, okay. she's racing on the bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she, what isn't that when she, after she falls when she trips on that mm -hmm. cobblestone? Oh wait, was it the cobblestone? Either way, she falls down. Yeah. She's falling so, so I many guess times in this movie. What you're wondering is, yeah. is like, would yeah, this would is it be the same general curiosity. I, I don't know. That's a good, I, I, if I read Japanese, I think it'd be a lot easier to tell. Yeah. Um, if I could instantly pick up on what that yeah, half not symbol that means, half character, remotely important. No, I read it more of like this is, ha and this has happened in several movies where like someone sees part of a word and they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. You know, I N E, and they're like, oh, nice. Kind of a Hitchcock move. You know, and then like you see later when like the page has moved away, it was completely different um that's how i could read that playing out uh but again i think they did it so quick that if you did look for it specifically you could you could be like yeah that might be a thing um i just thought like that moment was so effective to me from them writing on each other's hands and then the moment starting to snapping and then like the pen falls to the ground yeah um i yelled the first time my wife who's actually seen it uh i think twice now was sitting next to me as I was finishing it up again in prep for the episode. And she still gasped when it happened. Like, cause it was that effective in that moment. And, um, like, yeah, it made me frustrated that they wouldn't just write these names down, <laughs> you know, to have a concrete thing. But again, yeah, if his messages are being deleted from his phone due to the, you know, time shifting around, the, Oh, the that time reminded me of back to the future. Right. Of, yeah. Um, if if his present is being deleted by her disappearance, then writing each other's name should disappear too. Something, right? Yeah, I mean you're not technically wrong. Yeah, based on their rules. But I think also we're getting a little like universe kind of thing. Universe building, like yeah, the director at like a Q and A being like, so did this mean yeah. this, and how would this? But did you think of? You have to sort of throw caution to the wind with some of that stuff. Like I was accepting of a lot of it. Just because, but it was very frustrating the first time I saw it. I was just like, God, just, just write it down, man. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, I, I have one final note here uh -huh. that I'm just now rereading. I, oh, no. I watched this pretty stoned. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I watched it twice, but I only took notes the one time while I was high. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Is it about ramen or something? No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you this note because I was definitely having like a... A substantial deep thought towards the end of the movie that I wanted to jot down, but all I wrote was, when you get stoned and forget what you're thinking about while you're thinking about it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that sort of goes with the movie. They forget what they're doing. Yeah, I guess that's... It. Yeah, it's very appropriate. Right, totally. 
I thought that was pretty funny. I the meta commentary. They perfectly captured that moment where you're like, I'm not going to forget this thing, this thing, this Fuck, thing. Fuck, it's I'm gone. I'm not going to forget. What yeah. am I not forgetting? Wait. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Just oh. like in Memento when he's like in the bathroom and he's just like, don't forget, don't forget, don't yeah. forget, don't forget. I wonder if maybe that doing? was is my... This, is this an anti-pot movie, actually? <laughs> I'm wondering now if that actually was my thought. When you were writing it? Yeah, comparing that to losing... Uh, We can retcon that. Yeah, that's exactly what you were thinking. Yeah, I, I'll, I think I'll it actually might be. I'll go with it. it sounds I, don't, I don't know if I'm that smart. Well, I mean... If I was writing this story, that's how <laughs> that would kind have of like, There's the distinct possibility that's a literal fucking note. Stone loophole thing. <laughs> Just as like, you're sitting there. It's fun. Fuck! Yeah, stream of consciousness literally happening, and you look down, oh, I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to say it's both. Yeah, I would. There was... Oh, man, I had... There was like two things. I was just like trying to... Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna sneeze. I mean, I didn't have like Blood. a whole lot of stuff that I wanted. <coughs> Ooh, I heard a ringing. I apologize. It's a guitar. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I was just like, I've had a hard time. I sat there from the moment, ready to start writing notes. And it was like really hard because I was like, I didn't have stuff that I was trying to jot down from wanting to discuss. Or bring up it was more stuff trying to like remind myself later if we were in the midst of conversation um it's been a while since i've seen a feature-length anime that seems to be really adept at weaving like comedy and drama flavors of youth did it and and fantastical elements into it uh there's nothing fantastical in that um what about the girl who leapt through time didn't see it oh it's a good one. Yeah, uh, the trailer made me like kind of well up a little bit, but I think that's because I was going back into this one. Like, I think this movie, I think I probably cried like three or four times going through it. Pussy. <laughs> anyway, you weren't. Do you did? Did you not feel any emotional connection? I didn't say that. I'm a pussy too. Okay. Maybe maybe a qualifier here. <laughs> I'm a cold, distant bastard. I didn't. Well, I would understand if. If you have inherent, like, subjective feelings about the aesthetic of, like, anime in general, I can understand why that would not connect with you. Because it, it carries a lot of those yeah. reasons people can't connect with that. With, like, broad shapes, characteristics, style of animation. Their faces. I yeah. just don't like their faces. I'm trying to think of, like, <laughs> a hyper-realistic really anime to see, like, if that would be something that you could get into. But it's really hard. Yeah. Like, I could probably watch some of the more... Um, broader genre stuff like, I, like you know, what is it? Well, I showed Akira. you like ten minutes of flavors of you. Oh yeah, or like Akira. It seems like something I. Could but stuff that you're supposed enjoy. to take seriously. Yeah, it would. You have a hard time with. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I could be good for you because it's it's a little. Uh, it's like a action movie, basically. Not just that, but it's got elements of uh, like Cronenberg type stuff. Oh, that's yeah. I'm, I mean, like, when you said that you hadn't seen one, like, yeah, I was I really personally haven't. shocked, because there are, like, staples yeah. of anime that I figured might have carried over at some point. Yeah, but even some, of those, even some of those staples, though, are fucking stupid to most people. I can understand that, but, like, Akira, most of all, yeah, I figured at some point you would have caught, um, just for the, like, at the time, like, still now, the marvel that it is, the way it uses light. Well, look how bad people want to make it. Live action. I know. They've been trying for 20 years. Consistently. 
And not yep. even like on back burners. Like it's been hot potato through Hollywood for 20 years. John Woo should do it. There's there's rumors about it right now. Well, the uh, Gary Whitta was the last person to have the script, I think. Um, or to be in charge of it right after Book of Eli came out. Um, I right forgot after, about that movie. All the way up until after Rogue One came out. I don't even remember Book of, of Eli is good. I enjoyed it. It felt like um, uh, those '90s kind of like, kind of the bad, you know, almost like Judge Dredd or um, what's the other one, Demolition Man. You're, mm-hmm. you're not kind saying of, anything bad. Kind right of had the tone. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it, it, I think the whole movie depends on your point of view on the twist at the end of it but... yeah. which i don't even remember well that? then i won't discuss it anyway that whole thing's beside the point anyway besides the point yeah akira yeah. is something that i think <sighs> you should have uh at this point i well if would have thought make, that you did make a live action i'll see that <laughs> so you're like a you're a prime candidate for jj abrams remake you know what uh i guess i'm not a huge jj abrams fan so but it's We'll see. Yeah, but as long as he can like faithfully recreate, I'm also interested to see more so. I know people like to do like remakes. No, bad. Yeah. Uh, I am interested to see how they can adapt this, because part of it is so very well established in its like cultural roots in that right. area. So they're not going to do it like a Japanese. It's well, that's what American I'm saying. Thing. Like it's it's a Hollywood reproduction. Yeah. So are they going to set it in New York, upstate New York? Are they going to set it? In Japan with they Japanese people? They might do people? both. They might do like maybe a, one of them's in New York, one of them's in Japan. Make it kind of like bi- multi-cultural uh, production. Um, I'm sure. But oh. it wouldn't have the same well, that's, impact because it's it, a lot of that's regional stuff that they're discussing. And well, that's kind of what a, a, an adaptation is, though. It's, it's, they're, it's they're, figuring out how to get around those obstacles. They're, right. they're, they're probably looking for a different kind of impact. They're not going to have that same one. They're going to have this American side of it and kind of find some correlation. How can we make this political? Yeah, they'll they do can, it. And they'll find some way to like adapt it. it I might, just think it'll be interesting because it might be good, might not. The, one of the parts of the story that I thought would be something you wouldn't even touch is that they are so close to each other. They're like three hours away. So I don't know why they would futz with that in a remake, but I mean, they might. They could still do it. It made investigating what you thought you knew about someone, like trying to go find the town, it made that easier to believe for a 16-year-old. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was yeah, about that's to go do. Because if they're... Have a, but they might be older. Maybe they won't be in high school. Maybe they'll be... You college know, college age. kids or... Them. They might do that. But then it would just be a bunch of Googling. Well, I mean... No, I said it in the same time period. No, I mean like, you know, this area that I think I know that I've sketched from memory... But that could be a whole new. He drives town. down and just new... is asking people in that area, "Do they, do you recognize any of this?" Right. Yeah. And that's how he eventually finds it. If it was set in different countries on different continents, you're not gonna like. What are you gonna do? Just go on a message board and post photos of it and be like, "Hey, does well, anyone maybe, recognize this maybe shit?" They they could do that a lot, and then you know they maybe they think they have like a, a really hot clue. And they say fuck it, and they I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a ticket right now. I'm flying right now. I feel like it was you hire the catfish guys. <laughs> this, <sighs> that's what's gonna happen. It's not gonna be your name. They're yeah, gonna, they're gonna use it, but they're gonna they're gonna rebrand it as the catfish movie. Um, if it was intercontinental, I thought I think most of the movie would just end up being on a Reddit thread as they're just like scrolling through and finding but, out if someone knew what they were talking about. 
Pornhub comments. Think of, like tonally, what it what it what it might seem like as a real life movie. I mean, keeping in mind that it is going to be J.J. Abrams, um, producing, producing. Yeah. Wow, well, I'd be I'd I'd really like to see them. There's I wonder some, if Disney will do it. Like, there's some stuff that like I think came easier on a on a second, third, or fourth viewing in like the middle of the movie. Um, their time shifts, I think, in the show are really done well. Uh, because they're not like over the top. Like when he shows up and all of a sudden he's got the thing on his wrist. Yeah. Like they don't make a big deal of it. He just has it at some point. Yeah. It it took to the second watching for me to really notice that. And so when she brings it up finally, he's oh this thing that I've had for a while, huh? I don't know. And that's when they like plot wise in the script they weave that together really well. Yeah, I agree. Just making it live action, I think, might make that part a little confusing. Or they'll probably just flatten out some of that stuff and just make it more straightforward not that'd be my guess yeah i mean because they i mean i have i'm i think american audiences surprise me sometimes with the depth of the movies that make money um but i do think this is like just the movie that exists that we're talking about probably lends itself to multiple viewings um it probably would do you do you some good they're not going to do that with them they're going to make a movie that you're going to be able to pick up one uh your very first viewing i think taking out some of the more cultural impact stuff um the cultural divide stuff and um just some of like the time travel stuff because you have to really sit there and pay attention either that or they'll fill in some of the holes there yeah because time travel i think has gotten so popular it's not as difficult to iron out those bumps anyway i think we're getting a little long here oh yeah are we yeah sorry no no, no it's fine Just... um yeah okay so it's not something okay but you didn't hate watching. no no i didn't i went in there with no plan like was i was pretty baked so the first um <laughs> the first like especially like the first 30 minutes like i was just <laughs> the stuff that i was kind of complaining about like the the, the poppy stuff and all the um I was actually kind of really into it. Some of the more kind of uh, standard aspects that you'd get in the, uh, borderline sitcom. And I think it might've just been cause I was really high. Um, but that aside, like I, I enjoyed it. Um, I knew I would, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be bored by it. I mean, a movie that's anything that's that highly praised. Yeah. There's a lot of acclaim, but I'm going to, I'm going to see some of it, even if it's not my cup of tea, but ultimately that's what it is. It's not my cup of tea. Um, it's just for that it was good. I'm never gonna go out of my way to watch an anime probably on my own. <laughs> uh, if somebody wants to sit me down and make me watch one, that you know that could happen. But ultimately, I do not like the way their faces look. It's really annoying to me. Their big mouths and their big eyes. Um, should I do my recommendation? Uh, or do you guys? I, I was I was gonna say something. What oh yeah, what? do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I fucking I loved it. Oh, I my only thing is it didn't really pick up for me until probably when he she wakes up as him is when it really starts to take off. I thought the beginning's a little slow and boring the first time. The second time, I know what I'm getting into, so it was fine. But that first time is a little hard to get into it for about ten minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I was super into her story at first, and they stick with her for like 30 minutes or 25, 30 minutes or something. And I completely forgot that what 
the story wasn't that eventually we're going to get to this other character. So when they did, I was like, oh, wait, no, I was totally digging her life story. <laughs> right. And the, but then I was like, okay, I, that's not the movie you're watching, Anthony. <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, her, I was very invested. Like, yeah. whenever they would cut back to her place in it, being like her community that she's in, the people that she's around, those three bitches at school who keep on making fun of her, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like every, I, her friends, their interactions. Um, so yeah, I was more I interested liked, in the weird shit she was doing with his life. Yeah, that the movie just got it got it got pretty um pretty out there. I don't know how else to put it. And I enjoyed that stuff. I like the very subtle approach since you both listened to the dubs. Um the the very subtle approach the actors took when they were supposed to be possessed by the other person. Mm-hmm. Raising and low just very not too much. Yeah. Like the the guy who did Taki. Did a, I think did a very good job of being this is me and then just a little bit timid. If I'm not mistaken here, I'm gonna look something up. Yeah, and I didn't talking. I didn't even pick up on it until it showed them doing it the second time around. I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. Like, um, like they did little subtle touches of like when he's uh, like when he's walking through a crowd, he kind of like goes up to touch his hair, where her hair would be. Oh uh, yeah, there's just little stuff like that. Uh, but then when they're talking, like he has to adopt like the sort of slightly timid nature of her personality, and she adopts the sort of more like assertive. What? Huh? Yeah. I thought that was really done well. It wasn't over the top. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of little things like that that you know you would generally movies don't do that stuff, but or if they do it, they do it very like hammy and like cartoonish mm-hmm. um, they make it over the top for yeah. like a tv show right like one of those quick productions like would have just i'm a man i'm a woman and i'm supposed to be playing a man let me let me talk like this all of a sudden you know and um now it's much more impressive to do it the other way they did it they did it realistically yeah, yeah. for for actual cartoon stop calling a cartoon huh nothing it's well i mean it is no i understand it's there's there's a certain it's car- calling it, call it a cartoon and a, 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 an insult, or do I just sound like an old man? Of those people who are like, oh no, I know what you mean. Um, that's watch- that's definitely the thing. I just don't give a flying fuck if I'm watching cartoons at 32 years old. I'm comfortable enough to say I'm watching cartoons at 32 cartoon. years old. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, nothing wrong with watching it. I. It's 2018. If I can cut my dick off, I can watch cartoons. I mean, you know what? There is something wrong with it. I mean, and I, and, I, and you know, hang me, whatever, sue me, like. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it because I do watch it, but it's it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people fucking watch cartoons at an old age, at, at what I consider too old of an age. Um, and I mean, I do it too sometimes, but I don't know. I don't know if it's what kind of lasting impression it's going to have, but I know like I had a job where I worked with people in their early to mid 20s and the entertainment that they would talk about with each other was almost always these serious conversations about animation and i just i i, I mean i off. i don't want to sound like like an old-timey like bully like what are you watching cartoons <laughs> be an adult but part of me is just like you know what what watch a fucking real life thing why don't you like <laughs> some of us like both i know but i'm just i'm just i i like them both too but i think there's some people get way too consumed some adults get way too consumed with animation unless you're like a like some kind of an animation buff or you work in the field or something I think there's a difference but uh i totally am biased and one-sided so <laughs> that's that's my hot take on 
I think there's certain things that I think it's a lot easier to get into than certain live action stuff because there is such a great variety. And by great variety, I mean like you can literally just think of some random topic and go find a show that someone did based on that topic. There's stuff like I I watched a show that was about pitting two people in the afterlife against each other to see who would go to heaven and hell. And I like I never considered that as a concept for a show, but it was one and it ran for nine episodes and I liked it. I've seen like fifteen different shows about people getting giant robots and punching each other. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> because you can't get certain stuff with live action. Those people are just like gravitated towards anything I want can be re- realized in a story form. Um, I'm not one of those people who's just like anime forever. I'm not going to go to like otaku con. Yeah, I'm no weeb, but I like anime. Uh, Fucking Apple Jacks, dude. Yeah, an anime con would... would re- you should walk through one. No, 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 no. I don't want to um, see a side of myself I've never seen. <laughs> don't like, explore your inner feelings. I don't. No, I don't want to get like. He doesn't want to like it. I, I promise you, I would know if I liked it. I just not to not to like rail too much, but I um okay like the the way that they dress like guys in every like contemporary anime still like like the kind of like straightened the spiky hair and like the. And and then back to like the, the the kind of like sexualization of the female characters, always in short skirts, um, and the tit thing. It's just, it's it's kind of, it's all very immature. I think, not all, but I mean, that weird fixation on some of those things. Um, I don't know. It's like there there's an attempt to try to appeal to this really wide really wide audience which i suppose it does very successfully um i don't know i just can't get behind it it feels like i want to punch it in the face even though it's not a person and i'm not a violent person (laughs) well i have a i have a show that doesn't follow that mold but i don't want to drag this out more than we need to yeah we gotta move on um but yeah so you liked it you loved it. It brings out the film bully in me, and I don't like that. Oh, okay. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so you're next? Is that it? Yeah. No, your name is the title. <sighs> um, you're the one who recommended it. No. You're next is a horror movie. Yeah. That'd be a funny double feature. Um, okay, so my recommendation, in the spirit of Halloween, which I, I consider this a horror movie, uh, maybe not in the most traditional sense, don't worry, it's only going to be out like three weeks after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so whatever. Um, whatever Happened to Baby Jane is the title. Uh, 1964 movie um, directed by the great Robert Aldrich, genre master. Um, this movie is a weird, weird, strange movie that has a reputation, um, but I don't think it's the reputation that... It doesn't have the reputation that I think it quite deserves. Not that the reputation is that it's bad. It's a really good, well-done piece of pulp. Um it's um won an oscar oh yeah it won an oscar for like set decoration it's a really beautifully made movie basically what the plot is it's about these two older sisters that uh one of them one of which was in showbiz and the other one the younger one um wasn't nearly as successful there's a terrible accident when they're young and one of them is wheelchair bound played by joan crawford and she's under the care of her sadistic sister played by betty um betty davis betty davis yeah um, Victor Buono uh, has a part in it. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor as a um, 
as a musician wanting to take lessons from this old kind of phase. So she it sort of plays on the the Norma Desmond thing of 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 the faded old Hollywood actress who's just um you know sticks sticking in her house and drinking and living a life of delusion, but it's this twisted almost definitely surreal borderline David Lynch territory it gets into. Um you know there's the famous moment of of um her serving her her sister a, a, the 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 pet parakeet for lunch under a tray um this movie's nuts this movie's absolutely nuts it's absolutely disturbing it was made in 1964 and it's 2 hours and like 10 minutes long but i trust me when i say that it it gets a moving real fast it you just kind of can't believe the shit you're seeing it's kind of like a it's 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 regarded as kind of like the classic bitch fest you know just the catty uh, dialogue and mismemorable snaps and insults. Um, there's a really wonderful twist in it. It is available um, to watch probably, I think, just about anywhere. I mean, it's it's a pretty popular movie. Roger Ebert gave it four out of four stars. 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. But you got it for, for three bucks on, well, four bucks on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, Google Play, YouTube, iTunes. Um, Wesley, if you're an idiot. What's that? Is it voodoo if you're an idiot? Yeah, I've never even... I don't even know what that is. Um, it's also available on Blu-ray and DVD and all that stuff, too, if you could get a chance. You could probably rent it at your local library. Um, so, yeah, guys. Watch this movie. I think you'll both really enjoy it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's um, all I have to say. Yeah. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You edit this part out, please. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. So that's my recommendation. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at immtpod. Uh, like us on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. This is the best outro of all time. Thank <laughs> you.